the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up. We gather for ordered worship in the spirit of one who wrote, We gather to worship Almighty God, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We do so in the spirit of one who wrote, To everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. The liturgy, music, and homily this Lord's Day are offered for our gathered congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed response, your self-selection of forms of leadership, service, and ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday your presence with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, you in your tradition and life affirm do all the good you can at all the times you can and all the ways you can and all the places you can with all the people you can as long as ever you can. Do all the good you can. We pause in a moment of compunction and contrition, lament and confession, aware that that to which we aspire we do not always achieve. There we do not always arrive. By grace today, we have a reminder in Micah ben Imla, one of the great three or four high peaks of the scripture as a whole, guiding us in our doing to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. To do justice, love mercy, walk humbly. As the choir prepares and guides us, may we offer our individual prayer of confession. Your good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the prophet Micah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Hear what the Lord says. 
Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O oh, my people, what have I done to you? In what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O oh, my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised, what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give you my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Beloved, I invite you to join me in reading Psalm 15 responsibly with the antiphon. abide in your tent, who may dwell on your holy hill, those who walk blamelessly and do what is right, and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and do no evil to their friends, nor take up a reproach against their neighbors, in whose eyes the wicked are despised, but who honor those who fear the Lord, who stand by their oath even to their hurt, who do not lend money at interest and do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things shall never be moved. Now, beloved, I invite you to rise in body, but certainly in spirit, for the singing of the Gloria Patri, the reading of the gospel, and the singing of our hymn. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Please be seated. W.H. Alden, for the time being. He is the way. Follow him. In the land of unlikeness, you will see rare beasts and have unique adventures. He is the truth. Seek him in the kingdom of anxiety. You will come to a great city that has awaited your return for years. He is the life. Love him in the world of the flesh, and at your marriage, all its occasions will dance for joy. For now, for this time, for the time being, whether or not we leave to another day for another sermon, the question of whether ethics are situational in part or in full. There's no question, though, that choices, words, deeds, speech, action, are epochal. They come in a time, in an era, this time, for the time being. New occasions teach new duties. Time makes ancient good uncouth. One must upward, still and onward, who would keep abreast of truth. A a freshman in the heart of the spring semester knows it's a different time, not the color of autumn, but the snow of winter, not the novelty of autumn, but the normalcy of winter. A woman carrying a child and those around her know full well that this is another era, another epoch. A nation of 340 million whose direction, moderate, liberal for many years, has been suddenly shifted harsh right on the basis of 77,000 votes along the country roads in three states and elsewhere knows that now Here and now, this is a different time. A man or woman coming into Shakespeare's seventh stage knows, sans hearing, sans seeing, sans memory, sans energy, that this is a different season. New occasions teach new duties. We want to be week by week moving from those who forget to those who remember, as Brueggemann said, from forgetters to rememberers. So we hold today in memory, say, the apostle to the Gentiles who crossed borders, the greatest of borders, not just geographical, but theological, receiving the uncircumcised, who said, these are your words, Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, never lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in your hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, practice hospitality. 
Or we might remember now, we Bostonians don't always have every single kind word to say about the city of New York, but now and then, here and there, we travel and see the beautiful harbor and the sun dappling down upon and the, the waves lapping up toward Our Lady Liberty. We could be not forgetters, but rememberers of what Emma Lazarus so well wrote. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the restless refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Or we might recall the Lutheran pastor Martin Niemöller, who spent eight years, 1937 to 1945, behind bars, but confessed later. When they came for the communists, I did not speak out because I was not a communist. When they came for the socialists, I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. When they came for the gypsies, I did not speak out because I was not a gypsy. When they came for the Jehovah Witnesses, I did not speak out because I was not a Jehovah Witness. When they came for the Jews, I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then, at last, they came for me. And there was no one there to speak out. We shall be those who move from forgetting to remembering, to carrying together a tradition for the time being that this is the staggering responsibility and the awesome freedom of this hour and every hour, that new occasions teach new duties, that we, though we receive a tradition, that tradition has to be translated into, into insights for effective living for it to come alive. The tradition, including Matthew this morning, which we receive, can guide us, but it cannot direct us. Now we are moving into perhaps the most cherished of the dominical sayings contained in Holy Scripture, the Sermon upon the Mount. You know we are in Matthew this year, Luke last year, Mark next year. Luke had an interest in ordering the history of the meaning of the gospel. Matthew has an interest in ordering the meaning of the history of the gospel. So you are moving from history to meaning, from the history department to the religion department. Welcome one and all. All of our documents speaking of, hi of history in the New Testament and elsewhere, every literary document uh, or, and every such document, our primary source material for the time in which it is written, the time, community, situation, era in which it is written, secondary sources, if that and only, for the historical narrative it presents. So primary for Matthew, secondary for Jesus. And in Matthew's time, the end of the first century in the year, years following 80, perhaps 85 of the 
first century of the common era. Matthew is trying to guide his community between the scylla of the untethered and the charybdis of the too tightly tethered. He's trying to guide a community between tradition received and gospel affirmed. Mark well, for Matthew as for Paul, gospel ever trumps tradition. But also for Matthew as for First Timothy, tradition, institution, becomes a protection for gospel. Matthew is speaking a new word in a new time and guiding us by his example, which can guide but cannot direct. We are in a new era, and we learn, don't we? Now, this has been said twice, once in November and December. This will be the last foray into this field. We learn, don't we, sometimes the hard way that the meaning of an act or a word, a speech or a deed, is not found in intention, in what I meant or what she meant. Meaning is found not there, but in effect, in influence, in what it does. What you meant is wonderful. We assume the most generous of meaning in your intention. But the meaning of that act, that word, that speech, that deed, is found not there, but here. Or in the case of a vote, what you might have meant then is not what it means. What it means is the effect this week, today, what it does. My father had three favorite sayings, one of which is praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Another of which was whoever told you life would be fair. And the third is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. What it means is what it does. In 1976, by happenstance, a very young 20-year-old minister went to care for two country congregations along the beautiful hillsides and rolling valleys of the glacially cut Finger Lakes, the edge of the Allegheny Plateau. No education, no training, no ordination, and no supervision. Not a very good practice in retrospect. Off he went to preach, he forgot things. One Sunday he forgot his sermon. The sermon was on forgiveness, and he had to pause, say to the congregation, I need to go across the street and get the text of the sermon something about forgiving and forgetting, asked the choir four sopranos to stand and sing some verses of the hymn in the garden, which in any case was largely a weekly occurrence anyway. In the sermon by we, the words um, unintended uh, uh, and, and such come to mind, he spoke about the fire department in that little village of New Hope, where there is a grist mill for pancake flour, because that Saturday night there would be a special worship service so that Sunday could be cleared for the field day to support the volunteer fire department. He said something innocuous, mentioning the fire department, but in the visitation that week, now this is a good reminder to us all about the connection between the ministry of the word and the engagement in conversation, sitting with the volunteer fire chief over who had worked for two decades and wife and children. And across the table she said, 
well, we heard the sermon on Sunday, and we now know that from what you said, we should withdraw from the fire department, and John should no longer be the fire chief. And the minister said, I I, I didn't mean that at all. But the minister is not responsible only for what she says, but for what she is heard to say. Fortunately, there was some coming to terms and a rearrangement and the blessing of conversation over the inaccuracy of preaching and things went along. What it means is not what you meant. What it means is what it does in this time for the time being. We are in uncharted water. And while we may broadly differ and disagree, policy we adjust, fear-mongering we resist. Policy we can adjust, fear-mongering we must resist and hold on to what comes through to us in the Beatitudes and in the rest of the Sermon on the Mount in the weeks to come. Of what is our common longing Do you notice in these Beatitudes the emptiness? Perhaps in this era, you sense, feel a little anger, a little fear, a little anxiety, a little depression, a little asadia, a little ennui. Welcome to Matthew 5. Blessed are poor in spirit, mourn, meek, hungry, merciful, pure, peacemakers, persecuted, said Lao Tse, the reality of the vessel is the shape of the void within it. The reality of the vessel is the shape of the emptiness, the longing within it. Blessed are the, blessed are you for your common longing that remains. For during the time of a a warming globe, a cooling that may come through calmer tempers and wiser, keener minds. A longing during a time of nuclear danger that the arts of diplomacy will be deployed for nuclear detente. A common longing that the rhetoric of this country now giving way to hooliganism will be restored to the better angels of our nature. A common longing that the institutions, colleges, schools, universities committed to formation will combine a love of learning with a respect for meaning, a pride in knowledge with a a sense of goodness, a capacity for discovery with a recognition of recovery. This is your longing. You're awaiting the blessing of the future. A common longing that our grandparents, grandmothers, and fathers, after a long lifetime of service, as they have loved, they will be loved. As they have cared, they will be cared. And we shall be a society that honors the commandment to honor father and mother. A common longing that women one day will no longer have to work 25% harder to receive the same and to recall the same and to be given the same and that our mothers and our daughters and our sisters and our siblings and our loved ones will be afforded in workplace and in social setting and in third setting and in university and in all 
the reverence and the respect and the safety they deserve. This is a common longing for a shared hope for future that we dare not forget. We are moving from being forgetters to becoming rememberers and a common longing, especially not just for this world, but for this world as a field of formation for the world to come. Not just for creation, but for the new creation. Not just for life, but for eternal life. Not just for earth, but for heaven. If for this life only we have hoped we are of all people most to be pitied. This is for the time being our common, our shared longing. Ah, dear Matthew will guide us in the days to come if we will allow him. Can we recall Paul? Let love be genuine. Can we recall Emma? Give me your tired, your poor. Can we recall Martin? When they came for the others, I did not speak out. Can we bring to mind the resources from another era that we shall need to employ and deploy in this very era for our time, for the time, for the time being. Should you be casting about for one such moment tomorrow here on Marsh Plaza at 3 p.m., you might come and stand with us and with the leadership of our Boston University Arabic Society 3 p.m. to be together, to be at peace, and to bear witness. Or if you cannot come, Take a moment at the desk and offer a 10-minute prayer and read a psalm and write a letter and send a check and make this a moment of engagement. The gospel is not good advice. The gospel is good news. And we are moving Sunday by Sunday, weekday by weekday to live as a community that teaches by example in thought and in word, and in deed. For the time being, he is the way. Follow him in the land of unlikeness. You will see rare beasts and have unique adventures. He is the truth. Seek him in the kingdom of anxiety. You will come to a great city that has awaited your return for years. He is the life. Love him in the world of the flesh, and at your marriage, all its occasions, will dance for joy. For thus saith the Lord, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain Mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.
we have reached a place in our service in which we take time for prayer. Please take any form necessary in order for you to be most comfortable, kneeling at the altar, kneeling at your seat, sitting or standing. I will end each position by saying, God of love. You may respond, grant our prayer. We pray for our church, for all Christians everywhere, our leadership, and for all gathered to worship the name of the Lord. Loving God, may your spirit give strength and hope to all your people as they live in your world. Unite us in your truth and love, and help us to show your love to others. Especially we pray for those who experienced any form of hate during this last week. God of love, grant our prayer. We pray for all people, for places where there is a war or famine. God, our creator, help everyone to share all the gifts that you have given to us. May those who have led your nations follow your instructions and strive to live more like you. God of love, grant our prayer. We pray for our community and for all who live and work in this area. God, our friend, we pray for our families and friends, those who do not want, and, those, and for those who do not want to see us succeed. May we be able to help each other just as you love and help us. God of love, grant our prayer. We pray for those in need, for those sick, for those in hospitals, and for those with any other problems. Compassionate God, give your strength and healing to those who are sad, lonely, or sick. God of love, grant our prayer. We pray for ourselves, God, and that we practice self-care and patience during these troubling times, that we show strength and unity and unite to drive out any form of hate. Loving God, we give this week to you and to all other weeks this year. Grant us peace and give us purpose. God of love, grant our prayer. These things, O merciful God, that we have prayed for, give us, great to, give us grace to work for, and in the purpose of your love, answer our prayers and fulfill our hopes. For Jesus' sake, amen. Now we will pray as our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Good morning. We welcome you again to the nave of Marsh Chapel, whether you are seated here with us at 735 Commonwealth Avenue, listening via the radio or internet, or listening later via the podcast. Please know that you are a valued member of our community. For those of you seated in the pews, we invite you to take part in our ritual of friendship by writing your name and contact information in the red pads found along the center aisle of each pew. This helps us to get to know you better and you to get to know one another better. A few programming announcements for this week. Tomorrow night, we invite graduate students and those over 21 to join us for Religion on Tap at the BU Pub at 7.30. On Tuesday evening at 6 p.m., the Global Dinner Club will be celebrating Lunar New Year with a variety of um, Chinese dishes. All students are welcome to attend. On Thursday, Dean Hill will be hosting his annual celebration of Groundhog's Day with ice skating at the Frog Pond on Boston Common. <laughs> Those interested in attending may contact Heidi Friedman's courts in the main office. And next Sunday, the dean and his wife Jan will, be, will host a breakfast for undergraduate and graduate students at the deanery before the 11 o'clock service. Again, please contact Heidi in the office for more information. Uh, we also take you, uh, invite you to uh, grab a term book if you haven't received one already when you were coming in. Uh, this has all the information for events uh, upcoming this semester. It's also available on our website in PDF format. And now with some news from the music department, Dr. Scott Ellen Jarrett. Good morning, everybody. So happy to greet you and to say Happy New Year to you. Um, and I hope you'll forgive a little bit of business in the middle of our worship hour. But I speak to you this morning to invite you to join our annual appeal for the Friends of Music at Marsh Chapel Fund. Uh, there's information on your way out in the narthex with a nice little uh, uh, guide to show us where we are in our process. But each year we raise a little bit of money to support the ongoing efforts of our music department, our gospel choir, the chapel choir, the Thurman choir, our collegium, the Bach experience, and, and so on. Um, this year we made a commercial recording in October of a piece that we commissioned last year and we're working on the edits for that. As a matter of fact, our engineer is here with us today from Michigan, Michael Culler, um, and we hope to have that uh, new CD in the fall. But all these things come with great expense and so we try to do what we can to be good stewards of what the university gives us and the Friends of Music at Marsh Chapel Fund is created as a means by which we can all participate in contributing to the ongoing good works of our music department. In your bulletin this morning, you found a pledge card, I hope, and I encourage you to have a look at that. The easiest way to give is bu.edu slash chapel slash stewardship. And I'd urge you to consider a one-time gift or consider making a, a pledge over a number of months. You can give more that way um, and encourage you to think about that. Um, I'm very happy. Our goal this year is $25,000, and I'm very happy to announce to you this morning and enjoin you in this public process that we are at $13,500. So we're more than halfway there, and we have another a, a number of campaigns over the coming months, including reaching out to alums. There's BU Giving Day. There is a small concert house recital later. There are a number of activities, but enjoining you in this process is one of the most important you who are with us on Sunday mornings here, and if you're listening by radio or internet, you should be involved in this process as well. We're grateful for your support and grateful for your consideration in thinking about this. My colleague Meg Weckworth 
uh, who's usually there, but she has laryngitis, she would be making this announcement. But see Meg or me, and we'd be delighted to speak to you about ways in which you can support our ongoing work. Thanks for your consideration and your time this morning. Thank you, Scott. For all other news and events, we invite you to visit our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as our website at bu.edu slash chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now, as the ushers wait upon us for the offering, let us remember that it is a gift and a discipline to be a giver.
God of incomprehensible love, who walks among us with the humble and the blessed and the oppressed, may these offerings and tithes represent our commitment to your justice and peace. Fill us with the courage of your spirit, that we may go out into the world as beacons of love, following the example of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen. 